All right. We have Coach Marquez with us today. We're talking football. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm just I'm just fired up after seeing like actual any football film now, especially with NHL over, NBA playoffs over. Basically, there's no sports going on besides regular season baseball. Any sports highlights, you're like, okay, it's almost here. Right. And, uh, you know, it's always great to see football. It's that time of year, baby. We're getting the 4th of July break. After 4th of July break, you're in it. You know, you got those long, tough runs coming. And, you know, camp is in three weeks. They got got, uh, three quarters coming up this week. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Two and a half today. Three quarters. For those of you who don't know what that means, hell. That's what it means. Absolute hell. Hottest shit on the turf. Probably, I would argue three quarters is the hardest run we do out of, I think it's worse than the game sims. Yeah, I think game sims, if you handle them right, you're going to be fine. It's all mental. And three quarters, but before the game sim breaks you mentally. Yeah, it does. And, you know, those reps too, like three quarters, you know, you only have that two minute break in between each quarter. And then game sim, you could be waiting, which sucks. It does suck. But you have way longer rest during a game sim. How does three run. quarters go? Uh, 355s, 260s, and uh, one cut 85. That's a All quarter. Down. So that's a, that's a quarter. There's, that's three rounds of that. And then, you know, you have times. You know, skill. I mean, Coop and I were skills. So 55 was seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, 60 was 11. Cut 85 was 14 or 15. Jeez. It was, a, it was brutal. Honestly, I, I love the cut 85s. I think cut 85s are great because you get through it. You got that long. You got a long break, whatever. It's like 45 seconds. It doesn't seem long, but it's long. Oh, it's long. I was gassed running at first base yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's it, dude. Honestly, I would love to see just like if like force like you and your buddies like we're like all right run three quarters we had a time for you. Oh, I don't think I think I think you guys would make it through. I don't even know if you make it through half a quarter. Stay, oh stamina, no way, no way. I'd I don't drop, think I would drop that quarter right now. Speed wise, if we did a sprint, I think I could beat you in a race. Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not sure. Way. No shot. I thought I blew a wheel going down. Yesterday, the guy behind me just kept – there was no fence on our softball field. He just kept crushing them, so I'd have to run three bases after. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) Gotta love it. It was awesome. But, yeah, no. Softball team's doing better for all the listeners, so. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Are you hitting bombs right now, Hen? Yeah. Um we're actually in playoffs, so first round of playoffs tomorrow, eight thirty. Be there, but uh, yeah, dude. You know I'm batting three. You know, I'm just. Do you guys have a fence? No, no. Oh, no, no. so you just you, run around. You hit it, dude. What sucks is that the first at bat, obviously, like no one's doing scouting reports and stuff. And first at bat, you know, you just rope one. You hit a rope, and then the next at-bats, these guys are 
all the way in East Egypt, you know, in the outfield. <laughs> so if you just, then you're like, well, great. You know, you can't even, I can't even hit it over these guys. No. I can't. So you got to change your game up a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what they teach you, right up the middle, liner up the middle. Right, right. Smoke one at the guy's face. I, dude, one one time I did that, smoked it right at the pitcher. This guy, this guy somehow like it hits off his like shoulder, and we had a guy on first. We're losing. It's like six inning. We play seven, and uh, guy on first smoked this, smoke it right at him. Hits this guy's shoulder right to the shortstop. Steps on second. <laughs> girl, but you know, I'm just like, come on now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm pitcher. I got one right up the middle. Just sniped it. Sniped <laughs> it. I, I reflexes like a puma. Still got it. <laughs> In our league, if you hit the pitchers, you're out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Some kind of soft move. stuff is that. I don't know. South but Carolina absolutely crushed our pitcher and is now like sweet. We're at, that's the that's the inning. Do they do they wear like the face masks? Have you seen no. that? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so the face masks like uh, yeah. twelve inch softball. Yeah, yeah, we play twelve inch. That is, you could really hit some nukes in twelve inch. Yeah, What's twelve inch is that like a ball? It's softball, hard ball, normal softball. Like what? What? Like what? Women's softball uses got the seams on it, everything. Brush it. Yeah. You can smoke that ball. It's just like baseball. You have to wear a glove, and if you don't, like, do you guys not wear gloves? Six oh, I do. Oh, jeez, dude, dude, I forgot how hard it is to catch a softball. It is. Oh, uh, because it's so big. Yeah. So big, but uh, all right. I mean, let's hop into it. We got to do. We have to do our season preview. So we have Henry on season preview. He's our football guy, basically our analyst. Yeah. Uh, our Coach Han- Mark Henry analyst. Yeah. Yes. Coach Marquez on the roll. Um, so we'll go game by game. We're going to give all of our previews um, and then we'll tweet out our previews also, our guesses, and see who's right at the end of the year. Watch. We put some. Let's put a prize down on this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, best record or closest. Yeah, closest to the correct games has to buy the tickets to the Big Ten West game or the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> Wait, what is it? So how are we doing it? So we're going game by game. Everyone's Everyone's picking win or loss. You get, how about this? You can't pick undefeated. Ah, that was my pick. <laughs> you can't pick undefeated, or we probably all would have. So you right. got to find your games that are it's, losses. You know, mentally upstairs were undefeated, obviously, because the Hawks can take on anyone. Um, but we got, you know, that's the easy pick. We're, that, here, for, we're here for the hard stuff. That's right. That's right. That's why we have our analyst on. Um, and so the closest or the furthest from cor- being correct. So let's say we go 11 and one. Someone picks nine and three. Someone picks 11 and one. Someone picks. Anyways, they 
they buy the Big Ten championship tickets. I'm in. All right, good. Wait, time out. So, so we're, are we are we like doing like college game day right now? For the whole schedule, we like we're, yeah. Hey, this oh, this is legit. There's no, there's no for anyone listening. There's no getting mad for the picks we make. It's just. It's oh, just, we're analysts. We're, we're talking shop. It's yeah. just, yep. And in the meantime, we are going to say what we think about every single school that we are playing. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And to start, if the, option, if, if the option was there, we all would pick Iowa to go undefeated. But, yeah, that's but not, we can't do that. But too it's much. not in the argument of the fun of the game to see who's buying the tickets. Right. We're gonna we're gonna have to pick all sorts of types. So, game one, we got what is it? Keegan's brother's alma mater, San Diego State, South Dakota State. Yeah, geez, geez. Yes, Keegan's brother's alma mater, San Diego State. Yeah, one of my clients. One of my clients is a San Diego name. We'll probably well, that. I've been dealing with a San Diego guy all day, so yeah. <laughs> all right. So first game we have South Dakota State, Keegan Johnson's brother's alma mater. So we got some family ties there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they went eleven and four last year. Went pretty deep in the um, BCS or FCS playoffs. Yeah. I mean. They're pretty good. I hope. I hope this is not another North Dakota State thing that happens. Henny, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. South Dakota State. Uh, good game. Uh, very good FCS program. Um, one of the top FCS programs, uh, if not the best, uh, up there every single year. And uh, yeah, Jackrabbits. You know, they're real good. You know, talent, you know, scheme-wise, um, they're going to hit you hard. But I don't think it's going to be in North Dakota State. North Dakota State, um, good team, but honestly, back in 2015, uh, a couple plays got away from Iowa and, uh, you know, just didn't, you know, it just wasn't there that day. And uh, it happens, especially, you know, when you face a good team, uh, you can't make those mistakes. But I don't think, uh, you know, South Dakota State, again, great team, but uh, Iowa's going to, It'll be, I think it'll be a dogfight early on. Uh, definitely. I think those guys are going to come out humming. I think the Hawks will too. Obviously, that defense, um, you know, boys are going to be playing in Kinnick um, with the fans. Um, so I think everyone's going to come out humming. It'll be a dogfight early on. Uh, obviously, the Hawks are going to get the win at home. You know, uh, it's going to be a great game. I think, uh, you know, a lot of things are going to show. Um, on how the obviously like week one you can't uh, judge a book by its cover obviously um, it's a it's a journal that's that's uh the season but it's a great taste of like uh, you know how we're seeing the boys what can we work on um, and as you go over the season you see the progression of the team if we're getting closer you know we're separating or we're getting stronger going into those November games uh, like Coach Farron says it's always uh, most important. Yeah, and going, I think going off what Henny said, first game of the season is always crazy. Um, first game in Kinnick, fans are wild. Everyone's been waiting all year for uh, college football. Um, 
you know, South Dakota State's always been a good program, especially in the F- FCS. They've always uh, been up for contention, at least um, within that. Uh, is it considered a division? FCS? Uh, yeah, it's just like FBS, um, but obviously the FCS, they have that uh, like tournament style bracket. Right, 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 right. Teams. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're always good in their division. Um, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it'll be close. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I mean, like I said, Hawks win. Um, I think it'll be a good display of how this, how the season's going to be. Um, the more dominant they can show they are, uh, especially in the first half, will show how the offense is going to look. And uh, I think the defense is going to shut them down. So I think Hawks win. I know Hawks win. All right, so are you ready for this? I'm ready. South Dakota State is going to be the beginning of the Spencer Heisman journey. <laughs> I'm going – 350 pass yards gets yanked after the third quarter and the Hawks have an Illinois man. What was that? Our freshman or sophomore year, sophomore year, 63, nothing. That was uh freshman year. That was uh cause we were at Illinois. That was our sophomore year because our freshman year we played 17. Um, I remember this because, we actually were losing until Brandon Snyder got that pick six towards the end of half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Jim, yes. brother, he started at linebacker that game. That's how I like remember he had a great game. Um, he started for Illinois, not Iowa. But um, um, yeah. Then we ended up rolling after that pick six. We were, I think, we were only up seventeen thirteen at half because we were down thirteen ten. So. Sophomore year, 63 nothing. That was kind of a welcome to the Big Ten moment for uh, Coach Lovey Smith. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to debate you on this one. I think it – I swear. Because it went it, – or you, you trade off every year. Yep. Away, home, away, home. And we ended at home senior year. No, fifth year. You're right. Yep. You guys took the COVID – Fifth year thing. Okay. All right. Yep. So freshman year. 63 yeah. nothing. Bang. That's how this game's going to turn out. Spencer Heisman. Shirts are flying off the shelves. And next thing you know, we have a full campaign going. So, all right. Three wins on the board. Hawks are 1 0 going into Iowa State weekend. Of course. Uh, are, you, are you marking this off? Yes. Okay. Cool. So we all know what our yes will be. Yep. Um, so second game. Uh, what's your guys' take on this as players going into Iowa State weekend? Uh, I mean, as fans, we kind of look at it as, man, we haven't lost these guys in a while. They're our little brothers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> they're our little brothers. We just are get. Hopefully, we're gonna beat up on them every single year and make it. You know, just not even a rivalry at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys look at it? It's week two for you. Uh, probably a little different as a player. Cool. I'll just keep going after Forrester. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Iowa, Iowa State as a player, like it's our first trophy game, and you know that tough task. Like, 
it's not just like any other non-conference. Not like, you know, beginning of the year, you know, you're getting the Mac, the Mac teams. No disrespect to the Mac teams because they're really good. But, you know, we get a Big 12 team, Power 5 team, uh, trophy game. You know, it's a huge rivalry, obviously. All the fans know it. Um, players know it even more. So just having those bragging rights, yeah, we, you know, they haven't beat us in a while. We've kicked their ass. Um, but they're, you know, they're always going to be tough. Um, you know, I can, you know, I can say this as a, as a fan now, uh, it's their Super Bowl. you know, they're going to, you know, be hyped up for the game. They're going to try and, you know, whoop our ass, everything, try and do everything they can. Um, and we expect that out of every team, but especially Iowa State with, uh, you know, the trophy online, bragging rights, you know, on the state, whatever. Um, but to me, you know, that was last year. Uh, it's a new year and, um, you know, they thought they, they were, you know, riding high in last year, you know, our 9-10 game. And uh, we just showed up to the test, did our business, got out of got out of lane. So um, I think this year it's going to be even, you know, more dominant. I think defense is really going to dominate. I think we have their number as a defense and especially offensively. Uh, later in games, we, you know, we hit harder. Um, we're definitely more physical. Um, they get worn down and that's uh, – you know, shout out Coach Braithwaite and the strength staff getting us right for that. And um, obviously the whole coaching staff getting the boys going during camp hitting. And um, so I think this is going to be a, you know, I got three scores, 17, 17 point win. There we go. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, and that's a good uh, prediction. Like Kenny said, it is their Super Bowl. I mean, if we win this, how many years in a row would this be if we win? Uh, it was like 20. You know what? Let's add, let's add final scores. Okay, we will. But I'm just saying. I think it's uh this is this will be seven, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, eight? Because what? We beat them in 15. 14 wasn't it the last time they beat us? 14. So I think this will be eight because it's a be eight. We'll yeah. 16 yeah. thing. Um, so, like, I, I told Forrester this. Like, as a player, as a fan, it's like, yeah, these guys suck. We beat them every year, yada, yada, like all that stuff. As a player, you can't go into that game thinking that because it literally, if Iowa State goes, they lose every game this year, but they beat Iowa, doesn't matter. Yep. The season doesn't matter. They beat Iowa, they win the state, it's over. And if vice versa, if Iowa wins every game this year and loses to Iowa State, it yeah. is a horrible feeling, and we never had to go through that. Me and Henny never had to go through that. It was elite. Um, but, like, that whole week leading up to that game, I mean, in the locker room, they have a – our TVs in our locker room have a clip of this lineman. Yeah. The last time they beat, I think it was 2014. And every time it's him saying, like, we're going to uh, we're gonna break the hammer, break the rock. It literally has him saying that on repeat every second of the day. This is a cyclone weather alert. Yeah, and like when we're in the weight room, it's a, this is like this is a cyclone weather alert, and they'll play beep, like the the music that's at the stadium. They will yeah. play it the whole week, every second of the day. We don't listen to music; we only listen to that because it gets annoying. So it's basically like we're annoyed at these guys. Like they're they're not going to beat us. Like we're going to keep by Wednesday. By Wednesday, you're just like, oh my god, everyone's like, pissed. Even on the off day, Thursday, you come in breakfast, training, whatever, it's still going. You know, I'd get there early on Thursday. Um, I get there like 
I mean, Coop knows. I'd yeah. be up. You know, I'd get up at like 7.30, go to the facility. The thing's still still going on. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's pissing off the jan. Freaking Doug. It's probably pissed oh, off. Yeah. Doug. Yeah. Um, probably like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Like, For God's sakes, turn this off. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think – I think that the the three three touchdown um, prediction is a good one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hawks win. I'm gonna say seventeen nothing. I'm gonna say it's a shutout. I like the shutout. Um, two two scores, a field goal uh, by I'm, th- I'm I think Blom probably right. Blom. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's going to be a dog fight to get those seventeen points. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go breakout game. Gavin Williams, welcome to the scene. Uh, this is going to be his breakout performance. Puts a stamp on Hawkeye Nation. Uh, I'm going to go twenty-one to seven. Um, a little low scoring, but we can jump this out. Down. Yo, I'm writing all of it down. Don't you worry. Okay, cool. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, we're going to revert to this after every yeah, single we're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's so true. If we ever lost to Iowa State, the fan engagement the rest of the season probably wouldn't be as strong as, like, right. I mean, that's what – last year that's what made, like, Penn State games so big is we took care of what we needed to take care of. Right. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they are way nicer names than we are in Iowa City. That is yeah. a fact. And uh, well, just for the record, if we're doing scores, I'm actually going to change it. I'm going to go 31 to 13 because I know Coach Parker's defense, Jack Campbell and company, Riley, all those boys, Seth Benson, they ain't giving up more than 14. I know that. No shot. And you know what's crazy? They were or Iowa State went seven and six last year, and they were ranked what fifth, sixth going into the season last year. Yeah, they were. I mean, whatever it was, they were top ten, and what they, you know, they always said, you know, not to keep dogging on Iowa State, but you know, all their fans, they're dog like, on them. This is the year. This is the year. Blah blah blah. You guys, you know, you guys lose to us. Top ten matchup, first time in Cyhawk history. And, you know, college game day was there for us, for us, because we were coming to town, not for both them. years. And, yeah, both years. And, uh, you know, then they end up going seven and six. So, Dude, okay, honestly, and they've had their chances to fucking beat us. And they fuck it up every year. Every year. 17. Seven. ran on their ass. Yeah. They looked crazy. And they had Lazard. They had uh, – who was that tall receiver? Uh, 18. Like Butler, wasn't it? Long, yeah. You know, long, lengthy guy, 18. Uh, yeah. And then they had uh, the guy who was at Michigan State camp with us. Uh, uh, Milton. Tyreek Milton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They had dudes freshman year. They still oh, can And then freaking sleep, winning the game for us off the punt. Yep. <laughs> Dude, muffing the punt. That was so funny. They screw up because they don't. They don't pay attention to the little details like Iowa does. You just never, I'm sorry, will always be the big brother. That's how it's going to be. 
I don't know if this is a terrible story or not, but we're walking out of the stadium and uh, we were, we were chirping all those students names after, after that punt. This girl in front of us, she's an Iowa state fan and she was crying. And, uh, and one of my buddies just goes, Oh, is your brother the guy who ran into him? (laughs) Good. Oh man. Yeah, it didn't go well, but uh <laughs> I love it. I think we we roll them again. Um I think Iowa State has a terrible year. They lose a lot. Yeah. Uh, they lost a lot. They have, it's a big question for them this year. And still Kirk is not getting the proper respect in the media. People are saying Matt Campbell's better. Kirk's in his prime. Matt Campbell, great coach. I think, you know, honestly, Iowa State compliment. Iowa State, they got they got it going in the right direction with the coaching staff. Uh, Nate Shieldhouse, he was a uh, you know Illinois legend, um, University of Illinois legend. Not that I grew up an Illinois fan, I just know that because I just love football. And uh, great guy, uh, you know, great coach. But uh, I think Matt Campbell's a great coach, and uh, you know Iowa State's got got their guy. Hopefully, they could keep hold on to him because I know he's always going to be rumored and you know, the coaching carousel and stuff, but uh great coach, but obviously, you know, Coach Ferentz has been doing it when now 23, 24 years. So, um, you know, he's always, you know, we're never going to change. Coach Ferentz always going to, you know, produce guys. That's why you always see guys in the NFL. That's why the Hawks are always successful every single year. Coop, that's another shirt we got to start selling as Kirk is in his prime. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're going to see big, big news. I'm calling it right now, right on here. I'm putting in my crystal ball as a part of the podcast media for Caden Proctor because he liked two of our tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a done deal. Sealed. <laughs> he, should, he should go to Iowa. He should. Yeah. I mean, he'll go. Brilliant move this weekend. Um, so for anyone out there who doesn't know, Iowa had a bunch of recruits in this weekend for official visits. Uh, sure. I mean, a couple linemen already have committed. Maybe Tristan Wirfs was there. Uh, good weekend to have it, Kirk. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. Having T there, that's a huge influence. Is that bad to say that he should go to Iowa? No. Like, he, a he, he, oh, yeah. definitely. And especially, you know, he's so – he's uh, – obviously highly regarded, um, you know, coming out of high school and stuff. And obviously Tristan was too. He was an All-American. But uh, I think, you know, Tristan only had two offers coming out of high school, Iowa State and Iowa. Um, don't fact check me. But uh, that's what he, he would tell me. But, um, yeah, and you just see what Tristan does, you know, starts, you know, right tackle first first game, basically. Uh, Super Bowl champ. Yeah, and then you see Super Bowl champ should have been a pro bowler that year as well. Then he's an all-pro this year. Um, I think, honestly, if the Bucks have him against the Rams, um, he doesn't get hurt uh, in the playoffs. I think they, they keep advancing. And I look out for the Bucks this year if we're getting in the NFL. Look out because they're, you know, they had tons of injuries last year. They're talented. Still got Brady. And it's just, you know, these guys know how to win. Top bowls at defense. Uh, left, which is still there, look out. And, you know, I can't wait to see 
for T to have another great year. All pro. Can't wait. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be awesome. So kudos to Kirk Ferentz, who is indeed in his prime of coaching. Some of the best recruits coming through. Maybe our best season upon us. Uh Heisman trophy candidate at quarterback. <laughs> I mean and watch. We are humming on all cylinders right now. So <laughs> So I love it. Um, a lot of bright spots. So next we got Nevada, eight and five. Last yeah. year they were eight and five last year. So what you got here, man? Yeah, Nevada. You know, out in Reno. Um, you know, Nevada is honestly a pretty good team. They, uh, you know, they beat Purdue a couple years prior. Um, Purdue went out to out to Reno and uh, they end up losing. So. Um, Obviously, you know, they're a solid program out there. Um, I believe they keep going through coaching changes because their coaches do so well out there. They get better jobs. Um, not saying Nevada's not a good job, but um, solid team. Always solid team. You always see in bowl season. Um, obviously, you know, most people aren't really paying attention to uh, Nevada on a, uh, on a worldwide, uh, you know, stage of college football. But, um, you know, still solid team, solid program. I think it'll be a good game. Um, but honestly, I think, um, you know, we're going to roll this game. I think, What's you know, the score predictor. Definitely. Uh, 38, seven. There or, we go. 38, seven, 38, 10, one or two. I'll stick 38, seven, because, you know, we're going to be firing off two and all beating Iowa state. And then, uh, you know, once you get that momentum, you know, it's dangerous and, you know, three straight home games, that's great being, being behind the fans. Um, you know, I know from my prediction, Coach Parker's going to be putting up, you know, we're going to be holding Iowa State to 13. We're going to be, you know, hey, next goal, we're going through the goal sheet Sunday, uh, see what we missed on, uh, see what we did well on. I think it's going to, uh, you know, seven points. That's a bar right there for Nevada. I like it. I like it. You know, Nevada's one of those teams that when you're preparing for them, you really don't know nothing on them until you watch film. Um, you don't hear a lot about them. And, again, it's one of those games that if you go into it thinking, ah, these guys, who cares? Like, no one really knows who Nevada is. They can punch right in the mouth. Um, but, like Kenny said, I think Coach Parker's going to dial pretty wicked defense that game. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, – I'm sure they'll have some – the offense have some tricks up their sleeves for that game. I think mm-hmm. you said 38-7? 38-7. I was thinking, I think I was 28-7. That was what was in my head, so I'm going to stick with it. 28-7. All right, I like it. Uh, we need to get that streak back for our defense of, like, most games without 25 points allowed. That yep. was sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this one's easy. It, it, I mean, it could be a trap game, kind of like Colorado State last year, but uh, I think – they get to 17, but again, I think uh, our, our offense is just going to be too high powered with um, such an elite threat in the backfield this year. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Spencer can throw the ball 80 yards in the air. So yeah. right away, I'm going to go 38 17. Um, a little bit more offense from Nevada than we expect. 
But that's all right. I mean, we're just gearing up for Big Ten play at that point. Yep. Next, we got Rutgers. Uh, so this is a crossover game. What What did you guys think about crossover games? What do you think about playing um, over on the East Coast there? And is Rutgers a Big Ten team? Yeah. So Rutgers, you know, you know, I think just let me get let me get it uh, going. Then I'll answer some questions. Um, Rutgers, they're on the up, you know, Greg Schiano, you know, he's always succeeded there. Um, I think, you know, he's getting, keeping the New Jersey locals in New Jersey, keeping them at Rutgers instead of going in other programs like Penn state, Virginia, Syracuse, wherever. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, Rutgers is, they're gaining as a program and every big 10 game, like some fans, uh, they don't understand, like every game is tough, you know? It's especially in the Big Ten. You got to bring your A game because if you don't, like you're gonna get smacked. And uh, you know, Rutgers, they're gaining. Now, obviously, everyone thinks like they're laughing stock next to like Kansas, but I actually I don't think so. You saw them in the bowl game, or uh, not the bowl game. I'm thinking of uh, Maryland, but um, I think did they get into a bowl game? Uh, were they one of the ones who? Like stepped up to the plate, or did they get screwed out of that? They, uh, they were stepping up, but uh, they got screwed out of it. Um, That's right. But I think you know, Rutgers, uh, look out now. I think you know they they have a shot to make a bowl game, get six wins, uh, depending on their non-conference. I'm sure it'll be pretty light. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I mean I think we're gonna go out to uh, Piscataway and uh, take care of business. Um, I mean. I think it'll be – I'm going to give 27 to 10. That's my final. And uh, going out east, honestly, it's no – me, it wasn't a big deal. I don't know about guys. Um, as long as, you know, as long as your sleep schedule, obviously we're going to get there at a reasonable hour. Flying in, um, all the logistics to it, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, and I do think um, Rutgers is a big 10 team. See, I'm glad that's not a Friday night game because that looked like yeah. it was just drawing up a Friday night in Piscataway. Yeah, that would be like Maryland last year. Yep. Hey, very, was it, very wasn't fun. Illinois almost going to do that bowl game? Um, They were thinking about it, but something happened. I think they were – I think they were choosing Rutgers because – not mistaken, Rutgers beat Illinois last year when some fluke or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't, you know, Rutgers, it was going to be Illinois. Yeah. Or so whatever it was, but both of them didn't get, didn't get the bid. So. Yeah. I think we were bowling with Mike when they were like, Hey, we might play. <laughs> yeah. David Busters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> Cooper on a Rutgers right now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to go. I just drank a whole like half of, a liter and a half of water, about to explode. Um, EG. Uh, so yeah, no, I think my thing with Rutgers is they're always they're always like very athletic, very good, fundamental yeah. football players. Like they got some dudes. They always get some high recruited athletes. Um, they'll come in there and kind of just like do their own thing and. Um, show their skill set, but they're not, I mean, they're not always the most 
I mean, they're not the most dominant team in the Big Ten, but they're one of those trap games that you go into it and it's, you never know what you're going to get. You can get some team that's just just crazy good and they're just ready. They're there to kick your ass. Or some team that just really doesn't want to play that day. Yeah. And every time we play them, it's usually been, at least in the first half, they're usually playing pretty hard. Yeah. Um, second half, they kind of give up, which is mm-hmm. uh, their downfall. Um, but I do think it'll be a closer game this year being – at Rutgers, um, I'm going to go 24-21, Iowa. They squeeze it out, um, but I do think it's going to be – after those uh, – the last four games, I think it's going to be a little rude awakening for the defense. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've never really been entertained. I don't – I still don't see Rutgers as a Big Ten team. Um, the basketball squad got screwed out of a game by a soft call on Keegan at the end of the game in Piscataway. So at Jersey Mike's arena there. So I I don't think there's any remorse. Uh, The football team knows that they are going to take the vengeance out because of the basketball team's mistake. And uh, yeah, I mean, this one's going to be a beat down. I'm going 52 to 10. Wow. Maybe the highest scoring big 10 game. In a, I mean, yeah, this is <laughs> going to be an offensive burst. Write it down. But I, this, this is down. Uh, don't worry. I will tweet when it's 52 to 10. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so next we have the big matchup, the one that we are all waiting for, uh, the one we will be in Iowa City for a live show for. Michigan Wolverines coming to Kinnick. Please give us Kinnick at night. Yeah. I, I mean, if they don't do, you know, a 3.30 game or 6 o'clock game, there's something wrong there. And, um, <laughs> you know, how can you not like Kinnick at night? And, you know, the the whole environment, plus it's October 1st, you know, you know, weather is still a little warm. People are going to be out there, you know, like, you know, Especially at night, you're going to get that beautiful Iowa sunset. Let's go. So it's going to it's going to be magical. It's going to be magical if it's at night, and it always is in Kinnick. But um, tough game, tough game. Obviously, uh, when Coop and I were there, Big Ten championship, uh, not too long ago, it didn't go our way. Um, you know, they played a good game. We uh, missed some plays. Um, but um, you know, again. Uh, they're a tough team. They're always talented. They always have five stars uh, no matter what. And, uh, you know, they're going to bring their macho. You know, we are Michigan, you know, best team ever, uh, whatever. Uh, that cockiness that comes with uh, uh, being Michigan lovers, being Michigan men, as they call them. Uh, they're the victors, as they say. Um, I think this is going to be a gritty matchup. It's going to be a hard-hitting matchup. Obviously, we have that bad taste in our mouth of, uh, you know, losing the Big Ten Championship. Didn't want to go that way. Um, You know, the score was pretty deceiving or uh, misleading, I should say. Misleading in the Big Ten Championship for sure. Um, But, I, you know, if we're keeping it fair, I think uh, Michigan gets us. Um, I think it will be extremely close. It always is in a big big game in Kinnick, especially if it's at night. Don't want to come, you know, roaring into Kinnick. I believe – we four and zero coming into this nationally televised, I'm sure, and uh, 
I think it'll, it's going to be a dogfight. I'm going to go 23 to 21. Hate to say it, but it's uh, I think it's Michigan's night that night. I think uh, we just don't have enough. Um, some plays just don't go our way. And, um, you know, maybe a couple turnovers in there that might cost us. But um, it'll be a dogfight all the way to the end. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a that's a fair a fair way to say it. Um, I don't know. This is the, so mine's gonna have an asterisk next to it because I do think there is a humongous factor in this game that could oh <clears throat> that could actually change the outcome of it. Um, starting out though, depending on how how the seasons go, I mean I don't know if it's gonna be a late night game. Um, I could definitely see them doing three thirty, but Depending on what, I don't know. I could see them also doing like a two o'clock game, something that's just bullshit mm-hmm. for that big of a game. Um, I mean, going back to Michigan, I know they lost Hutchinson, they lost Njombo. Um, but I mean, going with Henry saying like they got some dudes still. They do. They do have. I mean, their offense. I don't think they lost a lot at all. Um, defensive wise, that's huge for us. Um, I do think there's a lot of plays that we missed in the Big Ten Championship that could have changed that game um, and not made the score look so deceiving. It could have been a little tighter. Um, but I do think it'll be a close one. Um, I would say prediction, I'm going to say 24-17 Michigan. But here's why I'm putting an asterisk next to it. If it is a night game, if it is a 6.30 kickoff, I'm taking Iowa yeah. because it is a completely different game and environment in that situation. It is – it will be nationally televised. It will be a very big anticipated game if it is a 6.30 kickoff. Um, you never know. They could bring out a New Jersey. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't – I don't know if they will. Um, but there's something about Kinnick at night. It could be any team in the country. It's – game changer it's an absolute game changer i think it's the best environment in the country and i mean you saw in the penn state game last year uh i think if it's a night game i'm gonna say 21 17 iowa well said put the asterisk next to it because that night game is a humongous factor yeah i love that so i'm gonna make predictions across the board on this one and I think college game day, we touched on it earlier. They are terrified of Iowa City. They never came once while we were in college. They came twice to Ames, and Ames couldn't even fulfill a guest speaker. They had to go get a Hawkeye because no one famous went there. <laughs> they are finally going to make their return to Iowa City. Fox Noon kickoff is also going to be there in a full-on rivalry. One is going to get the Pentecrest. One is going to get right outside of Kinnick Stadium on Melrose. And they're both going to have to compete with men on Melrose Podcast. Let's go. Let's freaking go. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. That is sick. We are going to come fully stocked with bush lights, bushels, kegs, you name it. We will be out there on Melrose. And I'm calling it right now, just because game day is going there, it's going to be a 6.30 kickoff on ABC, Kirk Herb Street, calling the game. 
and Kinnick at night will prevail. I think there's so much on the line. Everyone hates Michigan now. This is going to be so built up from the student body, from the Iowa fan base, and that's going to leak onto the football program and just build that hype to go kick them in the mouth. And, again, we touched on it. I think it was last week with shot. Uh, but just how last year it felt like – no, we said it with Arlen. We felt like it could have been anyone's game. You know, those first three drives to the red zone. Um, Campbell has that pick, of course. And then we only come away with three points. And they had utilized all of their trick plays. Well, I don't think they're coming into Kinnick throwing trick plays around. It's not that type of game. We're going to play Ferentz ball. We're going to control it. Uh, it's going to be Harbaugh in the 80s coming into the pink locker room and losing. The Hayden Fry game right here. Here we go, boys. I'm my going dad, dad was, Iowa 17 to 14. My dad was playing during that one versus two. That's the legend of the room. It was that game. Yeah. Famous game. Famous game, Iowa City. Crowd was always rocking. You know the crowd's going to come rocking. Every single game, the crowd's going to come rocking. Always. Always. But it's, I'm telling you, Kinnick, the atmosphere is crazy. It'll be crazy for the first game of the season, San Diego State, or not San Diego State, South Dakota State. Um, but I would put Kinnick at night up against any stadium in the country. I will, to the grave, say it is the greatest college football atmosphere. That will ever be ever be known to man. Yeah, it's just it's we it's, we tweeted that video out of the Penn State game, and that tweet went pretty nuts. But it was so cool being in the stadium and not being able to hear the whistle right in front of you. Yeah, loud. Oh, and that wasn't even at night. Dude, and you went you went about crazy the sidelines during that game, like when Nico scored. Yeah, and when Hank into that oh, pick, man. it was. Insane. That's how you, like me and Henry were talking about before the game, like or before this podcast, like you missed me on a team. That right there is what you miss. It is fucking awesome. Even it's, after the, you know, three false starts and then, you know, they get a playoff and get like two yards. Crowd, obviously, the crowd is in it, forcing those false starts. Um, going out, long return. Can't hear shit. And all. I'll never forget. Every time we go down to, I think it's the south end, where it's the new the new side, um, whatever it is, north south, whatever. It's the north end. North, north end zone. North end. The north end zone. Um, I'll you know if someone's down there. Crowd's always in it. Those guys are banging on the boards and stuff. Uh, boards are banging, and uh, all I always say to whoever I'm matched up with, and this is just me being a competitor, just like you don't want to be down here. Like telling them, like we're in our stance. Like you don't want to be down here. It's like they're in a bad spot, and uh, just going out there, like to, you can't even hear anything. I'm sure the guy didn't even hear me saying that. But uh, um, Jonathan Sutherland, number zero, that was my matchup that game. No, that that was so cool because I all right. I have two theories that I want to say here. With one, first off, the night game. I think. Kinnick is just so valued at night because Iowa is one of the towns that has the most people out on Friday night. You get the band in all the bars, gets 
everyone fired up. I love the band in the bars every Friday night um, for home games. And then, but for 11 o'clock games, that puts a damper because people don't get going too early, you know, like only the grind. That's right. And then the 2.30 games, people think, oh, I have time to sleep in and still like make it to tailgate and all that. So, you know, you really, you wake up like 10 o'clock, 10.30, you know, you're a college kid. You're really not ready till noon. So you only get a couple hours in. Nighttime, people are tailgating all day long. Like they come into Kinnick and they're still drinking and it just lights up the crowd. But um, yeah, I mean, you saw it in the, the Nico catches you guys were talking about. That's like right when it got dark outside and the crowd, that was peak Iowa game with everyone in the crowds saying, we're terrible. Bench Spencer, like the season's over, all that when it was what 17 to three. And then we come, we start coming back and Oh boy, did the crowd light up. And then Spencer just shuts the crowd up, basically shuts the haters up, gets the crowd roaring, throws it to Nico down the field. We go out and win that ball game. And wow, was that such a cool moment? Dude, yeah. you think, you think it's hard being a fan like all day? Like, yeah, you tailgate in the morning, you got a nap, waiting to tailgate again in the afternoon. Try waking up at like nine o'clock in the morning. You go get breakfast and you're looking, you go back to your room, you're sitting in your bed watching TV with your roommate, just shooting the shit and just watching college or just watching like Fox, Fox noon kickoff in the Pentecrest. Just knowing, yeah, like that's like where we walk past every single day. We're sitting in a hotel watching people go crazy talking about the game we're about to play in like six hours. And we have to like chill. We play cards. We're literally just trying to find ways to kill time. It's the longest day of all time. And then you get to the game and it goes by like fucking that. Don't play the game before the game. Yep. Grant always says that. Such a I'm, – I'm very excited for that Michigan game. Um, so, Bucket. Next one, running into the Marques family. We're at Illinois. Yeah. Uh, Champagne. Down there in Champaign, Illinois, um, Mike. Um, you know it's going to be a close game. Illinois always, you know, Illinois. They don't like Iowa for some reason. They want to make it a rivalry. Um, it will be a tough game, though. Uh, I think Illinois is going to be uh, pretty good this year. I could see Illinois having eight wins, honestly, and um, it'll be a tough one. They'll come out humming. Uh, Coach Bielmo's got them going. Obviously, Coach Bielmo's successful. Um, at Wisconsin, played at Iowa, uh, you know, was here as a coach uh, for a little bit. Um, he's a Big Ten guy, knows how to recruit in the Midwest, and Illinois is getting some traction, getting some recruits. Um, and, you know, they just, you know, they're stable. They're a stable program now. Uh, like it or not like it, they're stable. Um, they have basically some of the same mindset and same goals as Iowa. Um and that comes down from uh, leadership, Coach Bielma. So I think it'll be a tough game. Um, I think it'll be uh, pretty close. Um, and I could, you know, I, I really see this um, coming down one of the last possessions. Um, I can see 27-24 uh, Hawks. Tight one. That is a tight one. I agree. I mean, dude, every time I play Illinois, it's always a, a dog fight. 
they're always higher they're always fired up um they always got people talking shit and warm-ups people are hyped up um mike's always talking so much shit I wish I could just, you know, just get, me, get, me, get me down there for, for that oh. matchup against Mike one more time. And, uh, go. All right, Mike's, I hope Mike has a great game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I, I hope he has a great game, but I hope, you know, they lose. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be – I'm just going to say it's going to be like a, a pretty – a tight game, but not like crazy tight, just a touchdown. I'm going to go 21-14, but I'm going to say Mike has a touchdown. Oh, <laughs> little, they're on like the three yard line. Throw a little quick out. He dives in the end zone, powers his way through, gets up, flexes. You know he's gonna go crazy if that happens. He's gonna be oh, looking yeah. at the Iowa sideline, and everyone's gonna be like, "Fuck, that's Mike." I know. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> I'm, watching TV, I'm gonna be in the fucking crowd like, oh, "Fuck." I know. No, I'm gonna be happy, but I'm no, gonna that'd be, be sweet. It'd be I'm sweet. Be golf clapping. Yeah, he's yeah. the one guy you, you have to like act like it's like ah oh, shit. Then the, your head's like okay, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, um, but no, I think I will. I think I will pulls it out though. Twenty one fourteen, champagne will be fun. It's a good environment, but uh, there's better. Uh, so this game is always mayhem, um, especially on the scoreboard. Uh, last year we had Charlie take one to the house. Um, and then we scored like immediately after. I'm pretty sure to really take the lead. We ended up backdoor covering. Uh, so I think this one's mayhem again. We go into Champagne. There might even be a safety. Shout out to Jack Campbell. Might even be a pick six. Uh, so I'm gonna go final score thirty to seventeen. Yeah, and that comes safety in there. That's good. Uh, so next one, this one's long awaited. Very, very slept on for an upset alert. We get Illinois the week. But Illinois could be a trap game. But at Ohio State, at the Horseshoe, also could be a night game, especially if we squeak one out against Michigan and Kinnick. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, it's going to be another tough game. I mean, the COVID year, 2020, we were supposed to play them original schedule. Um, but obviously that got canned. So the last time we played them was uh, 2017. Um, Coop and I were there. We had the blackout jerseys, and we gave them their worst loss in program history. And uh, that's hype. Monty Hooker first play of the game, you know, it was going to be rolling right there. To the house, go oh, rolling. But uh, you know, it's going to be obviously it's going to be a tough game. Uh, Ohio State, they're always good. They're going to be on a vengeance this upcoming year. You know, Michigan beating them and going to the Big Ten Championship. Um, these guys are Rose Bowl champs, too, without two of their number, you know, first-round pick receivers. So, you know they got talent. And um, C.J. Stroud, I expect to just get better going in his true sophomore year. Smith Njingba, I think that's how you pronounce it, going to be very good as well. And, you know, they're going to have another receiver, maybe uh, um, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. could come in big. Um, you know that defense is always going to be good. Um, if they're going to give it back to, to Carey, um, Coach Carey or not. But um, in the shoe, you know, coming off of a bye too, that will be a big big bye week right in the middle of the season. That's huge for the boys. Get them rested up for a big game. Um, shoe is always going to be rocking, um, you know, 101, whatever it is. 
Um, but I think, you know, the Hawks are going to lose this game. I think Ohio State's going to have that, uh, you know, 2017 game in mind. Um, I think it will be a tough day for Iowa, uh, especially, um, you know, just, it, you know, some things just won't go our way. We might, you know, might stumble a little bit, um, get on our heels, and Ohio State's explosive offense might uh, get it going. Uh, I could see, you know, I hate to say it, but um, Ohio State's going to, I think they're going to put up uh, 30 plus. I think it's going to be 34 to 14. Ohio State, I think this is just not a game for us. Um, I think it's going to be tough. Just, uh, and I hope not, you know, obviously. But if we're being fair here, I think it's going to be 34-14. They're going to have that bad taste from 2017 in their mouth and just uh, keep going. They're on that vengeance. Yeah, yeah, going off what Henry said, um, it's going to be a tough one. They're uh, they're pretty damn good. Um, Smith and Jay Buzz beast. Uh Marvin Harrison Jr., I think it is. Yep. I mean, he's got he's got the the family ties. Marvin Harrison's a beast. Marvin, he, he looks good. Uh, he's got a lot of potential. And CJ Stroud uh, is very good. Um, you know, it's one of those games where I think if Iowa played a perfect game, it'd be tight. Yeah. It'd be really tight. They got to play error free. Turnover free, penalty free. Um, offense has got to get some stuff going. Got to drop some, drop some plays that might catch him by surprise. Um, the good thing about, I mean, not the good thing. I mean, last year, I'm not even gonna lie. We watched film on them as an offense against Mich- against Michigan when we were watching film for Michigan. Their defense sucked for how they usually are last year, and they were still a very good team. So. If they keep that same defense and nothing has changed, I think we got a, a shot at um, putting up some points. But the problem is they saw that. They know that their defense was a, a con of their team last year. Um, they're going to make some changes. They're going to bring in some dudes. They're going to probably get some guys that are going to fill those spots and play a lot better than they did last year. Um, and I, it's, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. The horse is going to be rocking. Um, you know, I can see I can see our defense having some crazy plays, yeah. doing some stuff of the 2017-esque um, team, but uh, it's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you said 31-14, to 34 to 14. Okay, I'm gonna say 38-14. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I think one thing the Eagles are forgetting is how terrible Ohio State's defense is. They were not they were not good last year, but I was I was full go on the train of we're going to beat Ohio State at Ohio State because our track record with them is very good, especially in like since the two thousands started. Uh, so I was going to pick them, and then I was scrolling through Twitter today. And saw QBR when throwing to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And it was like 141.6, I believe, was the exact number. Unbelievable. I didn't like that dude is so fast. He is so good. And Ohio State is just breeding NFL talent from their receiving core. So uh, I kind of think their receiving core takes a toll on our scheme. Uh, we're probably going to be pretty tired going undefeated into this game. 
And I'm, I'm going to take them to lose uh, 45-31. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I will be taking the over in that. Dude, <laughs> Njigba is like – He's insane. He is legit. Dude, he, didn't, he didn't even play that much last year because they had Olave and Garrett Wilson. He, when he gets the touches he needs, is going to be a freak. Well, a lot. Well, who who was out? Was it Olave or Garrett Wilson was out for the bowl game? Both of them were. Both, yeah, that's right. So he got every touch and broke every record. Yeah, yeah he's filthy. <laughs> if you want to watch some Smith and Jingba tape, you turn on the Utah game and the Rose Bowl, and you turn on the Nebraska game. Those are the two tapes. You the Nebraska game, he went – he had like 252 yards or something like that, like two touchdowns. Dog fight. You know, Olave had a touchdown, but Garrett Wilson – and Olave, they weren't the guys. And obviously everyone's focusing on them. You know, just give slot receiver, Smith and Jenga, number 11, let them run. <laughs> Dude, this is insane. The, the Utah game, the camera had trouble keeping up with him. Dude, he had, a, he had a play in Nebraska. He had, like, a catch and run that was a 75-yard touchdown. And he, like, caught the ball and just jukes him out of his shoes and then just ran for 75 yards. Like it was he, he will be the number one receiver taken. But dude, going back to like they like I don't know of anyone else besides in Jigba and Harrison. But at the same time, it's like it's Ohio State. Like, they reload. They have dudes. They reload every time. It's like a freaking an octopus. Is it an octopus when they get their arm cut off? Their tentacle gets cut off and regrows, dude. Oh, I was thinking dude, about the, the cord gets cut off. They get their freaking drafted. Right after each other, there's two more that are coming in there. I mean, just yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna be class every year, but you know, they just got they got and CJ Stroud is still at the helm. Yeah, first team all Big Ten as a true freshman, first time in Big Ten history, I believe that is, and he's just gonna get better and better. So, Ohio State, I think ultimately, I think they're gonna win the Big Ten next year. Yep, agreed. Uh, next one's always. A tough matchup for Iowa, Northwestern. This one's in Iowa City. Yeah. So, obviously, Northwestern, you know, Coach Fitzgerald has his uh, beef against Iowa always since he got hurt against Iowa, um, whether that was their Rose Bowl year or something when he was playing. Um, I had two cousins that played at Northwestern as well. Um, so, I was actually with them over the weekend talking Iowa, Northwestern, and they were, you know, having some input saying like, yeah, that is our game because Coach Fitz always gets amped and, uh, you know, very amplified over it. Um, and, you know, we're similar teams, similar scheme on defense. Um, can't say that offensively. A little things offensively uh, to us, how they like to run the ball. You know, they like to be physical. Um, and, yeah, they're just, you know, they play a good scheme, good coaching staff. Uh, coach Fitz, good coach. Um, obviously shown it, uh, they're coming off of a down year too. And if you've been paying attention for the past, like six years, they would have a great year. They'd have a shitty year. They'd have a great year. So coming off of a shit year, uh, I think they will be way better. Um, you know, and you know, they're going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. going to be, uh, uh, obviously just classic. I can totally see. Northwestern Iowa, rainy fucking day, gloomy day in Iowa City, October 29th. Might not be, but I could totally just – if you know, Mother Nature, they see the two teams playing in Iowa City probably at 11 o'clock. They're going to be like, we're going to make it rain, make it look miserable. 
So um, um, I think it's going to be a tough game, obviously. Uh, hard-hitting game, physical game. Uh, Iowa's going to pull it out, though. Um, I think we're going to put up uh, 23, and Northwestern is going to put up 16. I like that. That's good. I like that. It yeah. is always terrible weather, no matter where say, it's dude, at. Dude, number one, every time we play Northwestern, it's been dog shit weather. Terrible mm-hmm. weather. And it's always a grind of a game. It's always who can keep their feet, who can play, who can survive the fittest of those conditions, honestly. Um, very similar teams. Uh, you said it's October 29th, so it's close. It's two days before Halloween. And Halloween's usually pretty shitty. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's usually like 45 and raining. Um, you know what? And uh, yeah, Coach Fitz really hates Iowa because we injured him. Well, guess what, Coach Fitz? I tore my ACL against you fuckers. <laughs> Coach should have had a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, I should have touchdown. Bullshit. Yep. Yeah. No, but you know what? I blew my knee out against Northwestern. Don't like them. So now we're even, Coach. Um, okay. Fuck yeah, Coop. But I'm you gonna go, just broke I, the curse. Huh? I know. It's you, broken. It's broken, baby. Someone had to take the fall. Exactly. That's <laughs> our guy. That's our guy. Coop. Role player, man. Um, no, but I think I, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's uh, – I'm going to say I'm going to say 24, 24 Iowa. I'd say – I'll say 17 Northwestern. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's, I think we're going to be, and this is how it's usually goes. We're going to be up. Um, our defense is going to be on the field because we're having trouble moving the ball at the end of the game. And uh, Northwestern's going to get a shot to tie the game and we're going to stop them uh, like last possession of the game. So I think we're going to win 24 17. So this one's weird. Northwestern's gone every other year of being good and then being bad. They won the Big Ten West, and then they won, what, two games, three games? Three games. And then they won the Big Ten West, and then they won three games, four games. Yeah. <laughs> and so the pattern would say they're going to win the Big Ten West this year. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I don't think they got really any better, uh, mainly on offense. Um, I think they have some talented guys. Fitz always gets them ready, gets them prepared. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we kind of steamroll them here because I know it's a tough game usually, but not right now. This is uh, this is Iowa's to win. Um, I'm going to go Iowa 28, Northwestern 10. I like um, it. Good big win in Iowa City. like it. Uh, so next up, we have the Charlie Jones revenge game. And what did you? Th- Let's get your take on record for what you thought about Charlie leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts me because obviously I've known Charlie since high school, and um, you know when Charlie was uh, deciding to transfer from Buffalo, I was in contact with Charlie. You know. You know, getting him to Iowa and stuff, it'd be great. Roommates. Um, but it definitely stung. You know, it's stung and especially just the timing of it. Uh, you know, go through a whole spring ball and um, be pretty well integrated into the office, offense coming up. But, uh, you know, that's his decision. Obviously, um, 
can't knock that. He sees himself succeeding there. I hope he does. Um, but not this game. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, Aiden O'Connell, he's, like, my best friend. He's a quarterback for Purdue, so uh, he was my high school quarterback. So I got some uh, connections to Purdue. And, uh, you know, I wish them both the best, obviously. I, you know, if, it, if the world is great, you know, Charlie has a great game. Aiden, of course, is going to have a great game, and Iowa wins. Um, and I think I think it's going to be like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could not agree more. Are we going to get a special <laughs> guest pick or what? Shit, should. <laughs> um, um, West Lafayette, honestly, it's a pretty good environment. It's a low-key environment, I think, um, in the Big Ten, uh, especially when they're good and they're competitive. And I think Purdue's going to be uh, a dark horse in the West this year. Um, they've had our number in the past, um, these past couple of years. Uh, their scheme's pretty good. They do do a lot of four-strong stuff that causes the defense a couple headaches. Um, but, you know, I think, I think this is, you know, Coach Parker's not too pleased. I know that. Um, no, and no one's pleased. Uh, we're losing to Purdue. Um, not that Purdue's not a great program, um, but, you know, we got to win these games, and I think we're uh, – Coach Parker, defense is going to really have something up their sleeve and uh, stick to our basics, and we're going to just – we're going to win this game, this Iowa game. I think defense is going to dominate. I think the defense is uh, going to tell the offense, like, hey, we got this. Like, it's on us. And um, I think Aiden's going to have a great game, I think, uh, they're going to try and get the ball to Charlie as well. But um, I think we're going to – honestly, I'd, you know, it'll be a high-scoring game. I think uh, I got 31-28. There awesome. we go. Squeak it out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, do you want to FaceTime Aiden for his his score input? You want me to, he's probably asleep right now knowing him. <laughs> <laughs> Ask it. Ask him what he thinks the score will be. I'll I'll call him right now. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Aiden, just you know, give us a little tidbit if you don't mind. Um, score um, prediction. <laughs> score. I mean, you could give a score prediction, but mostly just like, I mean, give give a little tidbit on like what you see as Iowa defense and what you guys try to execute. You guys, I mean, obviously you don't have to go through the full thing, but just like little detail. Yeah, it's uh, like obviously Iowa, Big Ten championship in the Big Ten championship last year. A really good team every year that's competing to win the West, and we haven't done that in a while. But for some reason, we play really well against them. So, I mean, I think the thing about Iowa is when you go into the game, you for the most part know like they're not they're not changing a lot what they do. They do what they do, and they they do it really well. So, um, you know, we're gonna expect the same thing we've got in the last five years, and the last thing that same thing they've been doing for the last. 20 years you know um so like i said they just do what they do and they do it really well but, but um they do that because they have really smart players really fundamentally sound players uh who know what they're doing and where they're supposed to be um so it'll dude you know it's the big time like it'll always be a challenge um teams have people leave transfer um graduate bring new people in bring in transfers bring in freshmen so you never know how your team's going to be really until Ball camp starts, and then even then, you're still trying to figure out your identity. So, um, we'll see, man. I don't know. We'll see. The West is 
always open. Um, you just got to win some big games, which is easier said than done. Right. Great answer. And you've put us through a lot of pain as Iowa fans, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I root for you because you're a Stevenson kid. Oh, yeah. But, no but I have said on the pod, you and Spence will probably be one and two in the Heisman voting. I hope so, bro. I hope I well, I hope me one and two, but still one and two either way. There we go. I love it. I love it. Hey, good luck to you, man. Last night. Yeah, we we uh we FaceTimed last night, me and Chuck, so it's uh it's funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, hey, good luck to you this season. Uh oh, wait. Can we run this by you real real quick? So uh, our, our theory is that uh, Tyrone and Charlie are still being paid by Iowa donors, um, so they can finally beat Purdue this year. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know anything about that theory. <laughs> Watch your back in November. <laughs> no, November 5th, we're ready to go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Love it. Well, Aiden, thanks. Um, Appreciate that. And uh, I'll call you, dude. And I'll see you at the wedding. So um, can't wait. All right, dude. Get you. Congrats. Get uh, Congrats, back to your show. You know, we'll talk Obi-Wan here soon. And then I'll call you sometime. I'll call you sometime, update some things, and see you at the wedding, of course. So uh, love you, dude. I'll talk to you. Love you. All right, boys. Take it easy. Hey, see ya. What a fuck it hurts more that he's so nice. He is, dude. He is. That was a hell of an answer. A great, yeah. a great football, great media trained answer right there. I love a guy that is extremely smart and extremely talented. Dude, you can tell the way he talks. And it's just, you know, football smart. I, I always love, like, you know, whenever we're home in the summer away from, you know, school ends and, you know, you have those like two and a half, three weeks at home, always hanging out with Aiden and the boys and, uh, you know, throwing and stuff, catching, talking football, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, whatever. Um, you know, just talking, just, you know, seeing what's going on, you know, how the training's going and, you know, what's his outlook on the season, uh, talking about different games, especially non-conference and who's coming up in the West. And obviously, you know, as Mike and I, uh, I mean, Mike, Aiden and I, um, you know, obviously we're all in the Big Ten West, so those are playing – Playing everyone, it's great. Uh, you know, we're playing, you know, Purdue. I'm playing Purdue. We're always looking forward to that game. Obviously looking forward to Illinois. And it's all, you know, round robin for, for everyone. And obviously bragging rights in there. And uh, all the friends get hyped up over it. So, great guy. He's going to have a great year. First yeah, team all the time. He legitimately will be, like, a Heisman finalist. His oh, stats last year against some of the best teams, like Iowa, Ohio State, and uh, who was it, Penn State or Michigan State? I think it's Michigan uh, State. Yeah, Michigan State. When they we just went nuts. And Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, it stinks. I've always rooted for him because he's a Stevenson guy, walk on like your friend. Um, so I've always rooted for him. And he just kills us every year. Which <laughs> is crazy because so obviously Stevenson, when I was there, uh, I'm, you know, powerhouse sports. It's like biggest school in Illinois. So everyone hates Stevenson. Uh, you know, 
extremely, you know, one of the top schools in the country for public schools. Sports are great. Basketball, obviously, um, and football as well. Um, and it's crazy because I, we've we've had a you know abundance of D one guys in that quarterback position at Stevenson. It's it's uh, not to get so off track, but um, Stevenson uh, quarterback, like you're the man. And you know, my sophomore year, our state championship year, um, in eight A. Willie Bourbon was the quarterback, played baseball at Northwestern, multiple offers like everywhere. And next year, Jack Sorensen, you know, uh, Miami of Ohio receiver. He was an all-Mac. Now he's with the Bengals. Uh, you know, he's in the training camp with the Bengals right now. Cameron um, Green. Yeah. Oh, you know, then you have Cam who played at Northwestern. You have Nick Dillon, played at Eastern and then Albany. You have Jim who played at Illinois. Mike, Illinois, me, Iowa. Um, a litter of Marquesas. Jeremy Webb, who put he's now on the Jets uh, practice squad, uh, played at Kansas. Um, Patrick O'Connell, uh, uh, Aiden's brother, uh, played at Wheaton. Had he played at Ball State and then to Wheaton. Uh, Charlie Bourbon played baseball at Northwestern. Uh, they're just a bunch of guys, and so Aiden only started, dudes. He only started one year, senior year, set state records, uh, Stevenson records as well. And then I was, was under-recruited. And then, um, I mean, he didn't help me get recruited, obviously, because uh, we tore it up. Same with Mike. And uh, it's crazy. And it's crazy that I, you know, walk on because that talent I knew, everyone knew around here. Like, this guy is, he's different. And you can just see how he throws the ball, uh, you know, his IQ, football IQ. And uh, you see it nowadays on the big stage. But, you know, guys like me who've been around it since sixth grade, fifth grade, whatever it is, I've seen it since since then. And that's – I know that sounds cliche, but it's real. Like, it's real. Everyone knew this guy is a look out now. So, not to get sidetracked. I know we got, you know, Wisconsin here coming up. Yeah, Coop, give your uh, Purdue score prediction. Um, all right, would you say 31? I said 31 28. I think, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. Um, it's tough, like. They're probably, I mean, if, if I had to predict, they're going to use Tyrone as a a, a Swiss Army knife on the offense. Um, they're going to use him as receiver, running back, everything. Um, Charlie probably going to be a deep ball, deep ball threat. Um, I mean, they're both very, very good receivers. But I, I know for a fact Coach Parker's going to dial up something for that game. Um, I mean, every single DB there has played against both those guys. They know how they play. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a battle of the uh, battle of the minds of the coaches because Coach Parker's going to draw some stuff up. I'm sure the offensive coordinator at Purdue is going to be drawing some stuff up, and Charlie and Tyrone are going to uh, know some ways to try and beat our defense. But I'm sure the defense will come up with some new some new things to, to stop them. Um, I think Iowa's going to pull away with it. I think it's going to be 28-21 Iowa. I love it. Um, yeah, I think this one's going to be tough. Obviously, Charlie and Tyrone are there, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, 
David Bell, I would take him in a battle against Charlie and Tyrone any day just because of against Iowa. I mean, that guy had Iowa's number. Sure, Charlie played with us. So did Tyrone. But, like, man, David Bell did stuff that we couldn't handle. I don't think that they are going to do that to us because they have more respect for us than that. And so I'm taking Iowa 21-17 strictly because I think David Bell's gone and finally we get our esteem back. Uh, So now we get to – we can go a little quicker at the end here. Um, But we get down to – uh, the alley here of rivalries, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska, go for it, and Wisconsin at home. Yeah, we got Wisconsin. Uh, three straight trophy games coming up, and it's November football. This is where, you know, Coach Ramsey always says good football teams play their best in November, and that is so true. Um, you want to end the year on a high note, especially uh, when you got trophy games coming up. Uh, Wisconsin. You know, obviously very similar program to us. Um, tough, physical, plays similar scheme uh, offensively, defensively, uh, same mindset. You know, just a gritty matchup every single year. And uh, it's more of a respect rivalry than a, you know, hate rivalry. I think uh, both both teams have much respect for each other just because how we play and uh, how we carry ourselves and stuff. Um but I think, you know, um, I think Wisconsin's going to get us. Uh, I think Wisconsin's going to get us again. I think it'll be extremely close. I think it'll be a last possession, uh, last possession game. Uh, there'll be abundance of turnovers, uh, some slime, slimy ball going on, scrappy, slimy ball. Um, the one person that makes – one team that makes one more play, I think is going to win. I think uh, Wisconsin will edge us barely. I think it'll be – 17 to 14, Wisconsin, unfortunately. I like it. Portland. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's tough. Wisconsin. I, I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, I know a bunch, I know some guys in the team. I know a guy who's one of their uh, key defensive players. Uh, shout out CJ Getz. He was my linebacker in high school. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think their biggest weakness, honestly, is their quarterback. I don't think Graham Mertz is what they hyped him up to be. I mean, he was like – he was supposed to be some crazy guy coming out of high school, and he really hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, I do think he's he's a major he's – a, he's definitely a, a liability in the offense. But at the same time, um, if he's connected, he's got some he's got some dudes. Chimray DK, he's a, he's a receiver, number 13. Um he went to one of the rival high schools we went against. Apparently, he was he was sick in high school, um, and he's just good in college. He's been making a lot of plays. He's a true freshman last year, played a lot, um, made a lot of plays for him, so they were getting chemistry on. Um, losing Ferguson's huge. Uh, Jake Ferguson was a very, very yeah. good time for him. Third down. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always he was, one third down. If he was going to him, he'd still get it. Um but again, I mean, it's very two very similar teams. It's November football. It's literally just iron going against iron. It's iron sharpening iron. Um, it's just going to be who shows up that day, who can who can handle um, going into deep water, as they say at Iowa. Um, 
and it's going to be tough because Wisconsin is one of those few teams in the Big Ten West and or the Big Ten in general that can go into deep water and continue to tread. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it's going to be close. And like Henry said, um, I do think I do think Wisconsin is going to pull away with it. Not pull away with it. I think it's going to be close. Um, you know what? Actually, screw it. I say that back. No, I think Iowa's going to win. I think it's going to be close. Um, I think it's going to be very similar to that, that snow game we had against Wisconsin um, in 2020. Uh, I think Iowa's going to win. I mean, what did you say? I said 17 to 14. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say 14 to 10. Iowa. I love it. What a gritty game. Um, yeah, I'm going along the lines too there. I think they win because it's later in the year and it's at home. Um, Camp Randall just does something weird to us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the Max Cooper revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> right off the helmet. And this time we're taking it to the house. I didn't understand what you meant by that. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> This is somebody is going to get a punt return. Whoever's returning this year, let's go. Uh, What's the video up? The championship. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, you should. You, should, yeah, it's, you, you leave video. <laughs> we'll have to tweet out the tunnel and and the mock punt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. Hey, yeah. we're at, we're out of the game now. You know, we can make fun of ourselves. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think the same thing. It's going to be ground and pound. Hopefully a snow game. This is, like, right before Thanksgiving break. Um, so before the students go home, last one, before the students go home. So I'm going to go crazy game in Kinnick, uh, 21 to 10. Nice. Respect. Go Hawks. Uh, next up at, at Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota um, for Floyd. Um, that's a big game. Obviously, you know, fan base. Coolest is trophy in sports. 100%. Great trophy, whatever. It's 50 pounds. It's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, like, fan bases don't like each other. Teams don't really like each other. Uh, the coach over there is kind of a nut job. He – he, you know, he does everything for, you know, the clicks and stuff, it feels like. But, um, you know, they always have big guys. They always have uh, good talent, um, good skill guys, and, you know, big-ass offensive and defensive linemen. So, um, they'll be tough. You know, they always come out come out tough. This is another game where they, they always want it, and um, it just seems that we want it more. And um, I think this is going to be a, a big game for the Hawks. Uh, going up in Minneapolis is going to be freezing. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we handle it better, and um, that defense going to force uh, give me four turnovers that that game for the defense. It's going to be FBS leading too. Um, we're going to have a couple couple scores, and not you know in the other games as well, but mostly this one. I think this game uh, we're going to have a couple scores on the defense and special teams. I think it's going to be a, a great team win. Uh, offense, defense, special teams, all three phases just. Uh, coming together, playing Iowa football, and uh, we're gonna kick the shit out of Minnesota and those Gophers. Um, I, you know, give me, you know, give me 35, 
God, you know, it could be three. I'm thinking three. But, you know, I'm going to give them a little benefit of the doubt. They get a little garbage time touchdown. Give me 35 to nine. They're going to miss the extra point. I love that. I like it. That's Yeah, that's good. We're just going to steamroll them. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling I I agree. I think uh, November football is for teams – I mean – like, Wisconsin's a good November team that we play. The rest of those two, Nebraska and Minnesota, they don't belong in November. They ain't teams that can handle that. Um, Minnesota's just – I mean, Minneapolis is cold. Uh, it's always cold. It's not a great – it's just it's just a gloomy, cold city. Every time we've been there, it's just been crap weather. Um, but I agree with Henry. I think – we're getting to the point where there is going to be guys getting scores and crap minutes. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 31, 14, Iowa. Um, definitely can see a defensive touchdown. Um, special teams. I don't know if it'll be a touchdown, but I think there's gonna be a lot of good plays. Oh, nice. uh, a lot of, a lot of good returns um, and just shutting them down in the return game. Um, on like the kickoff end and stuff like that. Um, but I will say this, Minnesota did get us to the Big Ten Championship. So I sure have to applaud them for that. Yep. But 31-14 Iowa. Good catch. Yeah, they did. Ibrahim's uh, coming back, so I feel like they'll get a little bit going on the ground, and then we shut it right down. Man, two weeks in a row, we go Braylon Allen and then Ibrahim. Yeah. Um, that's – that's quite the grind right there. Two great running backs. Back I'm not gonna lie, I totally forgot about Abraham. He yeah. is so good. He's coming off a terror. Yeah. Um matter. Dude, there's usually first. people that come off of terrors come back stronger and they're just yeah. tough. Just as good or even better. Yeah. Yeah. He's I don't a- know. I that I still think it's crazy. Who knows? If Coop didn't tear, I still think he would be on the Bears right now. Dude, I was Yep. I appreciate talking about Super Bowl champs, and we would have won the Big Ten West as long as it's not the Packers. That's right, but the Packers through those guys. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're all over this. Um, I think we'll probably round out. All right, unless there's any surprises, probably round out these rivalry games. I'm going um, probably go. You know, November football, there's going to be a lot of weather. I'm going to go 20, 25 to 17. I love the unique scores. <laughs> maybe a score got me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I love it. Uh, next one at home against Nebraska. This is the Henry Marques game. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, as, as, you know, I'm glad you guys say that, but I think – uh, there are some other games in there too that I'm most proud of too. But um, yeah, Nebraska. You know, uh, Thanksgiving. You know, the game after Thanksgiving, uh, Friday. Everyone watches. Yeah, I love this game. I love playing Nebraska more because I don't really like them too much. Um, think they're you know they have a great fan base, passionate fan base, but a little delusional at times. But Nebraska, um, they finished three and nine last year. And I don't think they were a three and nine team. 
I think they were extremely good. They went toe-to-toe with Michigan, went toe-to-toe with us, went toe-to-toe with Ohio State. Um, and, you know, they're really talented. They always have guys. No, no matter, you know, guys, you know, people like it or not, they always have guys. Um, they always have a good scheme. Uh, they play us tough. Again, it's another one of those games, just like Iowa State. It's their Super Bowl. Uh, they want to. Uh, they want to beat us. Obviously, they think they they have it over us, but you know they haven't beaten us in you know more than half a decade. So, um, but the thing is about Nebraska, they are undisciplined as shit. They could have all the guys they want, but penalties, turnovers, they all catch up to them. And you saw them last last year, fourth quarter, we were down. Uh, what we were down twenty four to, uh, what was it nine twenty twenty one to nine. And uh, first play of the fourth quarter, obviously, um, you get the block. Um, then we just get rolling right there. They have penalties. They have turnovers. We get safeties. Um, so I think it's just going to be another game. Uh, I think Nebraska is actually going to be uh, pretty competitive this year. It'll be a tough game, gritty game. Uh, it's always close with them. Uh, the Hawks are going to pull it out, of course. Uh, give me 23-20 to 20 Hawks. Oh, I like it. I like it. My score is going to be very similar. Again, what Henry said, they were a very good team for three. I think they were, they're three and nine. They, their point differential was zero. Is that yeah. crazy? crazy? Crazy. How a three and nine team can do that. They, they're one of those teams that they are on the brink of going nine and three, like easy. A hundred percent. Not to cut you off, but I saw, I saw a stat that they, Outgained, and uh, I think they outgained and uh, outscored their opponents, and they were three and nine. Some yeah. something crazy like that, which is insane. Insane, and it, it like, and that's the thing though is like, if that is happening, there's something wrong. Something wrong, and it's the culture. I'm telling you, Henry said it right. They're undisciplined as shit. They have a losing culture. They don't know how to win, and that's it's just it's just the facts. Yeah. Um. They do have dudes. They always recruit well. They always have – they always – I mean, every time we play at them, they always pull out some some random celebrity or some crazy big name that used to be there just to fire people up because they're trying to find ways to get the crowd fired up because people are slowly, slowly losing interest. Even though Nebraska, I will say their fan base is crazy. Great. They're a great college football fan base, and they always will be. Mm-hmm. But because of the fact that they hired a new coach, Scott Frost from South Florida, who was killing it there, and now they can't win still. It's just making them lose hope um, over and over. And I mean, I know people who are fans in Nebraska, and they know in the back of their head every single time they're up in a game, there's a chance they're going to lose. And if you have that mindset, you're going to lose. And that's just that's the problem with Nebraska. They're never if, – if, if they can get past that, they will be a 9-3 team. They will be a good team, but they have to break that bubble that they are in right now of a losing culture. And they got to find either players to step up and bring leadership in the locker room and hold people accountable, which I'm assuming that's probably not what's happening in that locker room. And Scott Frost needs to do more to, to um, show that he's being accountable and taking action as a leader. Um, but like Henry said, they play us close every year. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like an Iowa State situation. Um, it's always it's always Thanksgiving. They always play us tough. I mean, last year they, were, they weren't going to make a bowl game, right? It was, some, was it to make a bowl game? They weren't going to make one. That was uh, yeah. that was uh, just bragging rights. 
Yeah, it's bragging. It was for them to they just were get three and win. nine. So yeah. nineteen, they were playing for a bowl game at Iowa. They were uh, five and six. Oh, that year. And they they get in, but knock their ass out. Yeah, exactly. And like they were, they played us. They were three and nine last year. Played us like they were playing to win to play into to make it into a bowl game. And they were just making it for a fourth win to be done with their season. So I think they're going to play us tight again. Um, it's always shitty weather. Both teams know it's coming. Um, both teams are going to be prepared for that. And uh, like Henry said, it's fun playing it. I mean, as players, it kind of sucks being in a hotel after Thanksgiving, missing Thanksgiving with your family. But again, you're, you're spending it with your teammates. And it makes you closer. Um, it's definitely one of those games where it's like you are missing Thanksgiving, so you might as well kick this team's ass. If you're there, you might as well do it. Um, it's going to be a close one, um, but I think it was 2019. Like 2019, I'm going to say it's a game-winning field goal by Iowa. Um, I'm going to go 24-21, Iowa. I love it. And, um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska got the transfer, Casey Thompson, at quarterback. Funny, though, we're talking about culture. Texas has that same culture right now. They can't get over the hump. And Casey Thompson just went from <laughs> the, literally the exact same school, like – just right. can't get over that like losing hump. Um, and yeah, I don't know if it's a Scott Foster thing. I mean, he came in, hasn't really won anything since he's been there. And uh, like Coop said at Central Florida, he was crushing it. They're Central national, Florida, not South yeah. Florida. Central Florida. Yeah, they're national champs, um, <laughs> self proclaimed. <laughs> they hung the banner. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. And also, they got rid of the balloons. You see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they aren't doing the balloons anymore. I, I like that tradition. I love that tradition. Uh, that is so cool. So to get rid of that, they deserve to lose. They don't even have a tradition that's cool anymore. We still have the wave. Give me Iowa. I'm going to go uh, kind of a blowout this year. I'm going to go 31 to uh, 21. Love it. Dude, going back to what you said about that Casey Thompson kid, if I'm him, like, I'm going to that locker room saying, listen, I just came from a culture that seems like it's been similar to your guys' culture. We need to change this shit. Like, as a quarterback, you got to be in there and say, like, we're not doing this anymore and get people on board with you because if you can't do that, you're fudged, dude. Like, absolutely yeah. rude. And they, they that uh, Adrian, what's his freaking Martinez. Adrian Martinez. He is – such an athletic quarterback, and he's a freak, yeah. Yeah. but just makes so many mistakes. So many oh, mistakes. He, and he, mm -hmm. it, it shows he's a perfect face of Nebraska football right now. His turnovers were always at the worst moments, too. Like they not, finally have momentum and then just gives the ball away. You know who else You know, you know who else this was? Brock Purdy did the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see Adrian Martinez's quote when he got to Kansas State? No. He said he just he just wanted to play in a bowl game. Yeah. 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 And that just shows like that's he, why he transferred. Such yeah. a bad thing to say. And I <laughs> I honestly like Adrian Martinez. I think he's a great player. I think um he bring he brought a dynamic to Nebraska. He gave us some fits on defense for sure. Um but you know, good for him for going out to K State. K State's solid program. Um, obviously Julius Brent's out there dominating too. Dominating. Iowa guy. 
Um, freak, absolute freak. But um, you know, I like Nebraska. I like playing at Nebraska. Their stadium's great. Fans are always in it. Um, like I said, just you know, it's it's Iowa's day. We're gonna beat their ass again, and uh, I can't wait for it. Uh, and for me, I got the Hawks finishing nine and nine and three. There we go. Yep. Honestly, dude, in Nebraska, when they had it with, I think it was 20, maybe it was next, was, what year was it when they had McCaffrey and Martinez? Uh, it was um, 18 and 19. Dude, they were, that was a problem. Yeah. Like that, that's kind of like JJ McCarthy right it's now. Exactly, it's exactly like Michigan's right now, except mm-hmm. Michigan plays it, Michigan knows what to do with it. Yeah. Cade, Cade McNamara's. A good quarterback, you know, good, uh, like, basically general. Don't turn the ball over. Make the smart play. Make the good play. And J.J. obviously runs around a little bit, um, you know, makes makes those plays. But I honestly think it was a mistake for Nebraska to flip-flop those guys, keep, you know, different dynamic, because I really don't think uh, Luke McCaffrey's was that great of a quarterback. Uh, good runner, but, you know, Martinez brought that dynamic to where – you know, just stick with this guy. You're gonna, you're gonna do fine. And I think they made a mistake by, you know, getting giving up rhythm, giving up like a control of the game uh, with Luke McCaffrey. And Luke McCaffrey was just simply, simply put, he was not a great thrower. So you know, when he's in that game, he's coming in sevens in the game. Like, what's what's he gonna do? Watch QB draw. Watch you know, read option. Uh, so and he's gonna throw the ball every, you know, keep us on our feet, but. Or keep us on his toes, but you know we're not we're not scared of that for for anything. So I think that was a mistake. I think uh, they did Adrian Martinez wrong, even though he's a great player for them. Wish him all the luck in K State. Visually, it's going to be very weird seeing anyone under center not named Martinez for Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> they've yeah. had two decades worth of Martinez's. Taylor like. Martinez was great for Nebraska. Um, and yeah, then Adrian and I honestly really? think Nebraska Scott Frost obviously he's on a prove it year with that one year I think uh, I believe it's one year, um, but honestly I another mistake for Nebraska I don't think they should have let go of Bo Pelini they got mad at oh yeah yeah three and he got fired right I hate when uh, good programs fire their good coaches because they think they're better than that it yeah. always ends up bad. They would kill for a nine and three season right now, mm-hmm. and you had it perfect where you're winning eight, nine, maybe ten games every year with Bo Pelini, and they're ranked. They're a good team, you know. So what? They were, you know, they're so caught up in the nineties like they always are, you know, thinking they should win national championships every year. Trust me, if they, if Bo Pelini was here and he's been here, the talent was going to still be the same. They're going to be rolling in great talent. Who knows? You just keep going with that coach. Obviously, you see what Coach Ferentz does. The more longevity of a coach, the more yeah. impressive, the more stable of a program it is. And, you know, I think it was a mistake that they got rid of Bo Pelini because, well, it's last year when they fired him. He was 9-3. and 9-3. and three. You think that's a shit season? I think that's a very good season, especially, um, you know, playing in Big Ten, playing in Big Ten, uh, playing in Big Ten Conference and playing those teams. I mean, they – I mean, they have rivalries as well from the Big Eight in the Big Eight days and the Big Twelve days. So, um, again, just not to you know keep gloating or talking about Nebraska, but you know, it's I think they have multiple mistakes. But I think they're they're going to be honestly 
a lot better this year. Yeah, 100%. And, and both do both Lenny, like, I could name more big-time recruits that have gone to Nebraska after Bo Pliny than, than when he was there. Yeah. And they had a 9-3 and three season. And I'm yeah. telling you, it's culture. And they just don't have that right now. They're just they're getting recruits that come in, think they're big shots, think they're the shit. Um, and no one is there to set them straight and be like, this is what we're doing. This is how we do it. And I guarantee that's how it was when he was there. And it, that's why it's completely gone. And they're going 3-9. and nine. That's just that's just how it is. Okay, before we get off topic, not off topic, it's completely off topic. But I want to hear Henry's take on this because Forrester actually just talked about this. Texas, are they back? And did Arch Manning make a good decision? Um, I love Arch Manning's decision. Honestly, I think te- uh, Texas is not back. I mean, they're getting there. They're again, Texas is another program. They're going to have the talent, facilities, everything, boosters, whatever. And they have great players, dude. But it's one of those teams, undisciplined. They don't have a great defense. The Big 12, you know, no one plays fucking defense over there. Iowa State's their best defense in the Big 12, if you could believe that. Um, they would play that weird, you know, 3-3-5. Star defense. And, uh, safeties, yeah. But um, honestly, I, like, I love the decision because Steve Sarkeesian over there, he's a great offensive mind. He did well. Um, Obviously, everyone knows him for, you know, fucking up at USC, but still a great mind. He went over to Alabama, you know, did well in Alabama, winning national championships. Now moving on to Texas. Um, I think that offense obviously going to be prolific. Always is every single year with, with Texas. It's just like they get that defense settled, dude. They're going to be really good. And I think – but obviously if they, you know, they move over to the SEC, it's going to be tough. But I think they stay in the Big 12. They'll be a contender every single year. Every year, and you know, every single year in the Red River rivalry, you see they're right there with Oklahoma. They should beat Oklahoma, but they make those undisciplined mistakes to where they lose. To where they lose, and it it frustrates me because I love when Texas is good, college football is good. I was just gonna say that Texas is good, college football is great because you love seeing you know, oh, the big school, Texas, you know, big UT. You know, and I think I honestly I I can't wait to see how Texas plays this year. But I think you know offensively they're still going to be the same. Steve Sarkeesian, his system going to be throwing the ball around, putting up points. Big Twelve, obviously. So I you know I love when Texas is good. So I hope they're good. And I think Arch Manning made a great choice, and he's going to be as good as advertised. Dude, I I, I totally agree. I, th- I think I think it's a, a very good choice because he's he's going to a program that's in a rebuilding stage right now, and they're on the top. They're getting to the peak of the rebuilding um, phase. And sidetrack Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I think it's going to be Pete Martell. Yeah, good. I saw someone say that. I think it's a great take. I think he's going to transfer again, and he's just he, maybe he'll play great at some smaller school. Arch Manning is the quarterback for Texas now. And I totally agree. Dude, I mean, if you think about it, the last time, when I think of Texas, you think of Vince Young. Vince Young, Colt and McCoy. Two thousand plus. Six. Uh, like, it's like 12 years ago. Like, that's, that's how long it's been until they were like, have been good. Like, when they are good, it mixes things up in college football. Because right now, it's the same – Bama, Georgia, Clemson will probably be solid this year. Yeah. Um, not a 
they might, might not be top four. I mean, they're saying they lost Venables. Clemson, hey, don't don't sleep on Clemson though. They had a nine and three year last year, yeah, and that was was the quarterback year. They He's, always have great recruits. My dude, my thought on the Texas thing is one: it's tough to pass up Austin, Texas. That's a great place. Yeah. Was there last weekend. Shout out Luke. He's getting married. But uh, <laughs> but that's so cool. The NIL deals are crazy. Bijan's with Lamborghini down there. Um, they were player too. Yep, they were all out at Buford's this weekend. But uh, <laughs> and then, but like, yeah. On the topic of football, I mean, they're so close to being back, and I feel like Arch is disciplined enough and has been around. I mean, both his uncles have won a Super Bowl. And Mannings are winners. Awesome. I'm so excited for Texas to join the SEC because they will be able to compete with AM for recruits in state because they're going to be playing the best of the best again. I think we're going to see Oklahoma take a downturn in that in that move, not oh, Texas. Bad, dude. I think I think Oklahoma might be moving to what Texas has been. It's going to be like like we've seen it like Nebraska moved to the Big Ten. So there's a power two conference in football, and it's Big Ten and SEC. Yep. Nebraska moved over, um, and Mizzou moved over. AM also moved over, but they did well. Mizzou did terrible after they lost all their recruits when they moved to the SEC. Same with Nebraska. They did terrible after they lost all their recruits through a couple of years in the Big Ten. So I think Texas is really going to benefit because they'll be able to compete with uh, – AM for all the Texas recruits. I think Oklahoma's screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, OU basically, I mean, I wouldn't say gutted. They always put talent in the NFL and their coaching staff left, their star quarterback left. Um, Brent Venable's great hire. I love him. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason I think they could survive. Uh, if they had Lincoln, they'd be toast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think OU will still be good because they'll still get. I mean, they're a traditional program, blue blood. Um, I mean, they're, they'll get recruits, they'll get guys. Um, but going into the SEC, I mean, it ain't the Big 12 where you're playing fucking Kansas. I'll tell you that. You're playing with the worst team in the SEC is Mizzou, I think. I mean, Mizzou's not great, but they're way better than what Kansas is. Yeah, well – is is Vandy in SEC oh, or the ACC? You know, I forget about them too. Vandy, Mizzou, um, but other than that, you know, you got A and M, you got Bama, you got Auburn, you got Tennessee who's on the rise. Arkansas, Arkansas, you got Kentucky. Unfortunately, they shouldn't have beat us last year, but uh, they did. Um, big time. Florida is always going to be competitive. You know, Florida blue blood program too, and obviously you got Georgia, Bama. I already said Bama, but. Uh, those are the two guys that the top dogs, and they're going to be playing them. Uh, I, I hope Miami gets good. I when my when Miami's good, college football is good too. It's just, well, you got some teams that are that are like that. It's like Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, Miami. You know, like if we're being honest, when you think of college football, like when you think of college football, and you just think of teams. Like all biases aside. You think of Bama, Georgia, USC, Texas, Miami, Florida, Florida, Florida. Um, 
Who else is there? Uh, Penn State. Ohio State. State, Ohio State. Michigan. Yeah. Like the big name teams. Like Miami and Texas are those two teams that you think of and you're like, that would be sick if they were good. Like the yeah. U, the, the documentary the U is yeah. awesome. So sick. And like, it's just, that's just how they, that it, they are. And like, they, they're trying to come back to the U, like to try and get like the same culture that you had with all this, this turnover chain and all that stuff. Yeah. And they do have really good recruits, but they, they, I think they have a little bit of work to go. But I do, I do agree. I think Texas is on the rise. I think they will. When Arch Manning gets there, I think it's going to be a very interesting situation. I agree. Needs to get bigger, though. Needs yeah. to get bigger. And he'll always keep gaining. I mean, he's got the pedigree. Peyton, Eli, even his dad, Cooper, great receiver out at Ole Miss. Then you got Grandpa, um, Archie, you know, dominating for the Saints So and Ole Miss. So uh, I think it's great. But uh, I will say this. So I kind of like the Quinn Ewers take. That's a hot take. Great take. He's, he's Dude, really someone, saw that, someone said that like on TikTok. I'm like, that is it. That is so it. He is Tate Martell. Well, he's all this money, he's doing whatever. He just got the Fortnite deal now. He's getting as much money as he can to come in. And now he's, I think he's, I'm sure he's in the back of his head. He's like, fudge. Like, so I, he, so like one of, one of my best friends in Dallas, his little brother was in Quinn's grade over at South Lake. Uh, he went to South Lake High School. It was funny because Quinn reclassified and left a year early to go get a paycheck at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. And the the quarterback who was going to be the backup just lit up the football field. Like we went to uh, one of the games, and it was at Cowboy Stadium, middle of the week. It was sweet, but uh, um, it was cool because we were watching. The guy had insane talent at every single position. So it's like, how much of it was Quinn? I mean, I'm sure he's a great quarterback. Texas high school football is highly um, sought after, but you know, he had a lot of talent around him too. I will say this too. Um, he's, it kind of shows, it shows, I don't know how to say it's not sounding bad. It shows what matters more to you when it yeah. comes to the sport. If you're leaving high school early to come to college, to get a bag, like, I get the whole NIL deal. Yeah, shit, you're making a million dollars. Why not? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. A million dollars at a high school is crazy. A million dollars now is crazy. But I'd argue to say that senior year of high school football is, like, possibly the greatest year of football, like, ever. Like, over college football. Like, you make the most memories. Like, like especially Quinn Ewers, like, you were the shit in a – a high school, a Texas high school town, like it's literally you're living Friday Night Lights the show, and like that is stuff that's like memories that would live on with you forever, and they're the coolest memories of all time. And you just skip it to go get a bag in college to just transfer. Like it's just, I just kind of shows the kind of character I think you have that you're really you're not, you don't care enough about the sport. You're caring more about the money. And that's yeah. why. A whole other topic. I think the NL deal is very interesting. I think they need to put some restrictions on it. Yeah, big time. It's a wild. Quinn, Quinn got like ten mil to go to to go to Texas, and then I can't even imagine. His might have been eight. I can't even imagine what Arches was. Like, like that's not college sports. 
Yeah, agreed. It, it, like the whole Henry, the meetings we used to have about like it's uh, jeopardizing your ability to say that you're an amateur, and I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Now I totally understand it. Like we all, as college athletes, I I get the whole. This is this is a topic we should. I would love to. I would love us three to talk about this topic on a different show because I could go on and on about it. Yep. That is, I think, becoming too much like the NFL. These kids coming into college football don't understand why you're playing college football. It's not, it's not about the money. Unless you're just trying to go to the pros and you can give a shit about the college experience, which arguably the college experience is going to be way better than your NFL experience. The integrity of the game. And the game will come back and bite you in the ass. The game's yes. unforgiving. So yep. if anyone's listening who wants to play college football in the future or are playing college football now, the game is ruthless. So you better, you know, better stay on good standings with the football gods because it'll come back and bite you in the ass. You better, you should, you should honestly be deciding where you're going based off of what you like about the school the culture, everything, because I mean, I get it. People are getting eight mil in Texas. That's absurd. Like absurd. And yeah, I'm sure we'd all take the money. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you take the money, you go to a place you hate, you transfer again. Your whole college experience is ruined. Like you mm-hmm. don't make lifelong friends. You don't have the experience that you can share with people. You're not making the chemistry on a team that you've been on for five years. There's Some no fan base that gets to know no you. No fan base that's like interested in you. Like no one really cares because they know that you were just in it for the money and you just want to make it to the NFL. Yeah, you're a rental. Any, if it's any like comparison, it's it's Iowa. Iowa's the comparison mm-hmm. of just like not a comparison, but just like difference. To where what's the as the ultimate goal as a football player? You think you're you think you're good, you know, in high school, you're getting all these D1 offers. The goal, like, oh, I'm, I want to go to the NFL. I want to play in the NFL. Be like those guys. Is that's the ultimate goal for most guys. And the way NIL is being thrown out there is like you could get that in college. So let's go there. Screw you know. It doesn't matter if I'm going to be a great player. Go to these big time programs. I'm going to get a million dollars, whatever. But I'm going to be not playing until <clears throat> junior senior year, where you could go to another program. Maybe you know you're one of the better guys. You have a great camp. You know, you start playing early and the dreams are like, hey, I'm not worried about the money. I'm having fun. I'm in a great program like Iowa and uh, guys that traditionally and as you see consecutively and consistently put guys in the league with the likes of Ohio State, LSU, uh, Oklahoma, all those big time programs. And you got Iowa there putting guys in the league, having guys in Super Bowls. That's what you want. doesn't matter if Iowa's not going to be paying you. As he shouldn't. I don't think Coach Ram- Coach Rams would be like, suck my ass. You know, I always say that. Yeah. My ass that I'm giving you a million dollars. How about you play well? It's all about your play. Then you could go, you know, you go play in the NFL. You go take care of your family. You take care of yourself. You have a great career because guarantee, like you see all these recent draft picks, have great NFL careers because they're Iowa trained. They're trained for the NFL. And, I mean, Worfs is a perfect example. You know, go look at him. You know, he, you know, if he was more recruited, I said earlier, like he had two offers, I think Iowa, Iowa State could be more, but he's on, he was an All-American, All-American in high school. Say he went somewhere else, he might not have 
uh, the best career. I'm sure he will because he's a great talent and he's a great guy. Uh, love you, T. But, um, I, you know, again, you see, you look at that example. It comes to Iowa, plays early, boom, leaves for the draft, first-round draft pick, you know, Super Bowl champ, rookie year, all pro the next year. He's just going to keep gaining. So, uh, to me, you know, and I that gets shadowed over. The grind, people run away from the grind or for the aspiration and desperation to make all this money now that NIL's out. I think I, I agree. It's the wild, wild west right now. There needs to be some restrictions on things because it's not going to help. How do you keep college football sane? You have all these, you have conferences, you have rivalries, and you also have small schools that are not power five schools. You have other kids that are playing in, you know, the Mac schools, the, you know, Missouri Valley conference. What about those guys? Like, Come on now. This is a college. This is the NCAA where sports matters to where we need to take control. It's not, it's an amateur. We're, we're all amateurs. I'm all right with guys getting money. Don't get me wrong. I would love some money too in college. Trust me. But the integrity of the game, I think can really get out of hand here soon. If there are, if there aren't any restrictions or, you know, whatever it is, whatever they want to put a cap on. But, um, again, I think the integrity of the game, I think the NCAA needs to step in. They haven't said a, sh- you know, damn thing about the thing, about NIL. There's no solution. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. Iowa's going to keep doing their way. They're going to still whooping these people's ass. Those kids can go have all the money, whatever they want. Um, guarantee they won't. I mean, I'm sure don't want to wish this on anyone. But if you come to Iowa, you're going to be successful. It doesn't matter about the money. Go make your own money being a great player and a great teammate. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because the original argument was like, get paid off your name, image, and likeness. So that was like commercials. Go, yeah. Uh, your jersey sales, shirt sales, um, you know, like stuff like that. That was the original argument, or like video games, even. That's why they stopped uh, NCAA. Now it's like, oh, wait, since you gave us an inch, we're just going to pay people to play. 100%. Well said. <laughs> Dude, that's, I was just going to say that. Like, it started out with the video game thing. It's like, oh, you might get paid to be in a video game. It's like, oh, sweet. I'll get a check for like that. Like, a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand. People are getting paid to go to a school and get a $5 million insurance NIL deal. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is that? It's, it's just not like it's not, it's, it's just ridiculous. And going back off what you said with Iowa, like, you can come there, like, doesn't matter if you like you want to make the NFL, you want to come for the college. Like you've always been a Hawkeye fan your life, whole life. You have the opportunity to play there. You go there, not for the money. You go there to play Big Ten football, Power Five football, and even if you don't play, like you're a part of something that's so special and something that you will you will experience more things that people that are like Quinn Ewers chasing money, transferring, transferring, transferring. Staying at a school where you value chemistry and friendships and freaking the grind, like Henry said, the grind where you are, when no one's looking except for the coaches, you're out on the 100-degree turf, people are about to pass out, you're running, you're still yelling for them to finish the, finish the sprint and finish the workout. That kind of stuff sticks with you for your whole life. Money will come and go, especially with these kids who are basing all their decisions off it. It means they're probably blowing the money too. So – they're going to ruin their whole college experience by chasing money. 
And a lot of these kids that are chasing money, yelling at money, they may never play in the NFL because they're going to lose their opportunity to play at football. Mm-hmm. So if you, come, you want to come to a school that this is a recruiting, here's my recruiting pitch for Iowa. You want to come to a school that is all about making you not only a great football player, but a, a better person and a man. Like the, every skill they teach you, the little things, the discipline, everything applies in everyday life with everyone who goes through it. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't play football after college, you use it in the work world. Just yep. the simple things, the little things, getting getting there early, being on time, being early is late, or being early is on time, being on time is late, and being late, you'll be forgotten. My coach Cope always used to say that. So true. And it's just it's all the little things that matter, and a lot of schools don't teach that. And Iowa does. It's not about the money, it's about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean it's crazy too, because when you hit the NFL draft, nobody gives a damn what star you were coming out of high school. If yep. you don't work your ass off in college, you won't get to the NFL. And like some people have that talent, but like it won't get you that far. Go make your money in the NFL where it's a lot more than you're getting for the one, two, three years that you're in college for. Um, Come play for the Bears. Giddy up. That's right. And the Hawks, hopefully a big week, but, uh, yeah. And that was fun. Um, well, I'll tweet out the final predictions with the scores and, uh, we'll get some banter going week by week. We'll do some check-ins, see how we do throughout the season. And, uh, we'll see everyone in Indy in December. Oh yeah. Let's get a poll going too. see what people like, see what people's schedules and, uh, records they well, like. We'll do all three of ours and see who sees the, see the takes and who he likes the best. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, well, Hen, always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Petrus for Heisman. Yeah, Petrus for Heisman. Can't wait for the Hawks. Again, thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Absolutely, Henny. Hey, that's the analyst for you. Henny the analyst, baby. <laughs> Coach Marques. Oh, great. I love, <laughs> I love it.